2: Blue Wire.
1: NBA most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the
2: lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Ooh. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Oh. Nice jumper. Got, Got it. it! Giannis Antetokounmpo.
3: Hey there. Welcome to The Buck Starts Here, your special Monday episode of the Eurostep. I'm Ty Windish, and this is what you need to know about the Milwaukee Bucks for the week of Monday, February 10th. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. As always, we'll start off by looking at the Bucks last week. Milwaukee played three games last week, and the Bucks won them all. But what else do you expect when the Bucks play three teams outside of the top four in the East? First up was the New Orleans Pelicans on Tuesday night. Watching Zion Williamson was fun for sure, and he had some moments over the course of the game, but the Bucks' defense was simply too much for him and the rest of the Pelicans, and Milwaukee won 120-108. On the other end of the floor, there was simply no stopping Giannis Adetokounmpo in this one, as Giannis put up 34 points, 17 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal, and a block in just 33 minutes. Every starter scored in double figures, but nobody on the bench did, as that unit did not look great this week, with George Hill still out with a hamstring injury. The second game of the week was the big one, as the Bucks took on the Philadelphia 76ers the night after standing pat for the NBA trade deadline on Thursday. That night, I should say. Philly fought hard early on, but the Bucks took the lead and then ran with it, as Giannis went off and Joel Embiid was stymied by the combo of Brooke and Robin Lopez. Long story short, the Bucks won 112-101, and it felt like a bigger win than the score indicates. For the long story, go check out the last Eurostep, as Rohan and I went in deep on this game, which was a whole lot of fun. Finally, the third game of the week saw the Bucks head to Orlando and handle business against the Orlando Magic. Giannis was uncharacteristically quiet, but Perk Lopez sure wasn't. For the first time all season, Brooke led the Bucs in scoring with 23 points while shooting a perfect 5-for-5 from 3-point range. If this game is going to signal Brooke hitting 3s again, it's pretty much over for the rest of the league. Also, Chris Middleton put up 20 at least for the third straight game this week, as he has been consistently stepping up as that second scorer, usually behind Giannis. Tonight, behind Brook Lopez. Now, let's check in on our betonline.ag Bucks predictions of the week. Betonline.ag is your online sportsbook expert. You can use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for a 50% welcome bonus. Rohan and I went through the Bucks' upcoming games and made our predictions for each of them in the last episode of the Eurostep, and we'll do the same for the next week in our pod later this week. But for now, let's check in and see how we're doing. Only one of the games we called has happened so far. The Bucks beat the Magic by 16 points. Rohan and I both figured the Bucks would win, but he had Bucks by 9 while I had Bucks by 15, so I'm in the lead so far. Rohan is 7 points off, and I'm just one away from perfection at this moment. To see who ends up winning the week, be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Eurostep. And there you have it, the BetOnline.ag Bucks Predictions of the Week check-in. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for your 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline.ag. Ever see an untucked button-down? They look... bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untucked shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. With more than 50 fit combinations, Untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. They fit my frame just perfectly. Let me tell you, these shirts are actually great. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button downs, the crucial in Wisconsin super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy bulgy, too long, or too big again. They have a website that is very easy to use that will help you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuckit is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use promo code blue for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code blue for 20% off. Looking back at the last week in Wisconsin Herd basketball, the Herd extended their losing streak to three games with a tough home loss to the Long Island Nets on Tuesday before snapping it in convincing fashion over the course of two wins across a weekend back-to-back. The winning started Friday as the Herd held off the Fort Wayne Mad Ants for a 127-119 win. Jalen Adams continued his scorching scoring with a game-high 37 points, and Dragon Bender was second on the team with 25 points in what ended up actually being Dragon's final game with the Herd before the Milwaukee Bucks waived him the next day. Bender wasn't waived for any failing on his end, but instead so the Bucks could clear a roster spot to sign veteran forward Marvin Williams, who the Charlotte Hornets bought out the night before. Marv has yet to play a game with the Bucks, but the sharp-shooting big man could end up making a real difference for Milwaukee. Also, quickly speaking of potential buyout guys, Woj reported last night that Darren Collison is not coming back to the NBA this year, which is a blow to the Lakers and to the Clippers, who both wanted to sign him. Unfortunately, to open the spot for Marvin Williams, somebody did have to go out of the Bucks roster, and due to a combination of him not having guaranteed money next year and not having a huge role on the Bucks. Bender was the one who got released. Herd head coach Chase Buford said he felt for Bender, who was an exemplary member of the team. Personality, attitude, mentality, all that stuff was elite pretty much every time he was with us, Buford said. Dragon played the right way, did a lot of great things for us on the court, and bought into our culture. We'll miss him a lot. Nice heartfelt words from Herd head coach Chase Buford there. Without Bender or any assignment players from the box, the Herd on Saturday night, faced off with the second-best team in the Eastern Conference when the Maine Red Claws came to town. Both teams had both of their two-way players available, which meant that the 7-foot, 5-inch center Taco Fall started for Maine. Despite his dramatic height advantage, which was more pronounced with Luke May starting in place of the 7-foot-tall Dragan Bender, her defenders worked over Fall down low constantly when he was even able to get under the basket. Wisconsin's pace, which is always a priority for the Herd, was faster than ever, and tons of Herd possessions ended in a made bucket before Taco could even get into his position under the rim. Buford credited his whole team defensively for helping to prevent Taco from making his typical outsized impact on the game as he scored just four points, his lowest figure this season, while giving Luke May in particular credit for the hard work. May, for his part, of course, as all Herd players do in pretty much every circumstance, credited his teammates with helping him out as necessary to prevent taco from taking over now the fun part about this game was controlling taco was one of the big narratives in the first three quarters but the herd ended up winning cementing their win in the fourth quarter due to trevor Lacey. Lacey averages just over four points per game this season but he got his number called by chase buford to score some buckets in isolation and in pick and roll in that fourth quarter in the first part of it before the starters all came back in. Lacey did that and then some, scoring 14 points on 6 of 7 shooting in the quarter and at one point scoring 11 straight herd points. Lacey said he's no stranger to scoring the ball, but between some conditioning issues early in the season and some very good players around him on the herd, his focus has been on continuing to work hard and being the best teammate he can be Rather than going out of his way to score, after the game, Buford said he made the call to let Lacey diverge from the usual herd ball movement offense to attack in isolation and through those pick and rolls, and actually wondered if it was the right decision before Lacey went and proved that it was. Speaking of Trevor Lacey, let's hear what he had to say after the game on the big time performance. What was your mindset going into that quarter? Uh, coach just called my number, uh, and I'm I'm ready for every
0: opportunity I get. And, uh, for the most part, I know my role. Glue guy. try to be a leader on the team. And tonight, you know, in that second unit, coach down the stretch called my number and made a play. And he was like, run it again. And it was just, you know, I've been a score all my life. But, you know, it's not my, my place to force the issue on, on this team. And tonight was, was one of those nights. And I, I stepped up and made some plays.
3: And here's another perspective on the last week of Bucks basketball. This is your Milwaukee Bucks vibe check, courtesy of Rohan Cotty. Take it away, Rohan.
2: It was a hectic week, to say the least, for the Milwaukee Bucks. While they did not end up making any moves at the trade deadline, they did manage to avenge Christmas Day with the beatdown of the 76ers, and Giannis showed again that he is terrible at being the GM of an all star draft. However, now that the trade deadline has passed, it now means that it is buyout season, and the Milwaukee Bucks have struck first. Shortly after it was reported that Marvin Williams was being bought up by the Charlotte Hornets to sign with a contender, it was revealed that that said contender was indeed the Milwaukee Bucks. While it does mean that we have to say goodbye to Dragon Bender, it also means that the best bench in the league just got even better. The former number two overall pick in 2005 has proven to be a reliable shooter and a great locker room presence. He's a career 36.2% shooter from distance and is shooting 37.6% so far this season. It was also sad yet encouraging to see all of his Hornets teammates take to social media to express how upset they were that Williams would be leaving them. While you obviously feel for Charlotte, it's nice to see that a very well-liked teammate is joining the squad. I've seen a lot of discourse surrounding this move revolve around how it's comparable for the trade for that netted Nikola Miritic last season. There's obviously concern, given how terrible that trade ended up working for Milwaukee, but the difference here is defense. Miritic was basically a traffic cone out there, while Marvin Williams has 14 years of experience as a good defender in this league. With guys like Pascal Siakam, Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and LeBron James potentially being opponents for the Bucks come playoff time, it doesn't hurt to see another wing defender join the mix. Also, him joining Milwaukee means that other teams cannot add him, which is another win for the Bucks. Kemba Walker told reporters recently he was trying to recruit Williams to the Celtics for about a month, but he chose Milwaukee anyway. While losing Bender hurts for sure, he was not going to see playoff minutes, and that's what truly matters to this team. Adding Marvin Williams is just such a great move as the rich get richer and the Milwaukee Bucks gear up for their postseason run.
3: Thanks, Rohan. Looking ahead to the Bucks next week, Milwaukee has four games coming up. The first one is tonight, Monday night at 7pm as the Bucks take on the Kings in Milwaukee. A midweek road trip in the form of a back-to-back is up next as the Bucks head to Indiana to take on the Pacers at 6.30 on Wednesday, followed by a game against the Bucks' other G League team on Thursday when Milwaukee faces off with the Pistons at 6 p.m. Finally, the last game of the week is another good one as the Sixers are back in Milwaukee on Saturday to take on their Bucks in the third matchup between those two teams this season. That one tips off at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. The Herd has two games next week, one on the road and one at home. First up is the College Park Skyhawks, and that's the Herd's sole road game. Wisconsin is looking for some revenge after College Park came into Oshkosh and got a win last time these two teams played, so we'll see if Wisconsin can continue to dominate on the road. Second up is a home game on Thursday against the Greensboro Swarm. Greensboro is having a tough season, currently last in the East, so this will either be a trap game or one with a herd should be able to handle their business. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more bucks talk in your life, you can join the Euro group discord community. Screenshot yourself listening to this pod and tweet it to me or Rohan at at Ty or at Arkadi Jr. Or email it to Ty NBA at gmail.com. Also be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice Rate or review there as well, and honestly, just tell your friends about the Eurostep or post about it on social media. We really appreciate all the support. Until next time, go Bucks!